Build a Coach, Episode 23, Consultant Clash Part 2. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Build a Coach. I help you, the property owner, the homeowner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Build a Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale Arscriven, project management and design build professional. Reminder, This podcast is about the guts, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes of your project. It's not necessarily about the pretty pictures. We recognize that we need to understand and know our P's, a process that helps us avoid problems so that we can avoid being pissed and most importantly, avoid getting ripped off and becoming pocket poor. Again, welcome. If you're looking to hire a great contractor, visit builditcoach.com forward slash hire. It's a fantastic free resource that provides the blueprint on how not to hire a good contractor, but how to hire a great contractor. Welcome to this quick tip series. Today, I will talk about consulting clash part two. Now, in part one, we covered, should I use a consultant? That answer was yes. In part two, we will cover, when should I use a consultant? Now, this tip again, using a consultant can save you thousands of dollars and millions of brain cells when it comes to um, frustration. Side note, again, because we mentioned this in part one. Side note, the inspector is not your consultant. The inspector is looking for code compliance. Code compliance is not necessarily your scope of work. Do not confuse the two. All right. Now, look, I want everybody to look, look at look at themselves in a mirror. If you don't have a mirror, pretend that you're looking um, looking in a mirror. In many cases, you are not a construction expert. You need help. A consultant is necessary. All right, going to part one, I told the story about when I was managing a water fountain project that had a koi pond integrated into the project. It was an extension to a house and it had an elaborate landscaping design. I described what happened when I hired a consultant and the, and the interaction, the clash that happened when a consultant arrived on the job site. And again, we want to avoid this clash by integrating our consultant into the project. All right. So here's a nitty gritty. A consultant is worthless if you don't know when or how to use the consultant. All right. So you want to work with your consultant or consultants, plural, to identify failure points. All right. Now, let's back up a little bit. Yes, our contractor can help us, but we want to trust but verify. And there's a quote that I love by Stephen King. The trust of the innocent is the liar's most useful tool. That's by Stephen King. Again, the the trust of the innocent is the liar's most useful tool. 
All contractors aren't created equal. There are some good contractors and many bad contractors, all right? The innocent is us, the homeowner, the property owner. We just want a good job. But there are contractors out there who are liars looking to cut corners. Now, I mentioned failure points. Let's talk about this koi pond again. And we'll talk about kitchen and bathroom. We'll go through this episode and talk about something that maybe you're more familiar with. But let's go back to this koi pond example because that's where I needed to hire a, a consultant. All right. There were several milestones and failure points. Let's go to the first one. Soil compaction. Right. So they had to dig in the ground to actually make this koi pond. So I needed a, I needed a consultant to verify that the soil was compacted correctly. Now, why is this a failure point and why is this very important? Because once they dug the hole and kind of outlined the koi pond, and if the soil was not compacted properly, it's hard to go back to make that correction later on. Because if my koi pond starts sinking and I start getting some sinkholes and it starts pulling on the liner and other parts of the landscape, because it wasn't compacted properly, I'm going to have a problem later on. And that problem may not surface until two to three years down the line later. I'm out of my warranty period and now I'm screwed. All right. So we want to take the opportunity to make sure in that example that the soil was compacted properly. Example number two, confirm the depth of the koi pond. Certain fish that go in the koi pond require a certain depth especially if you're living in a cold environment where the, where the fish hibernate. So you want to check the depth. The last thing we want to do is to stock the koi pond, right, with fish and find out later during the wintertime that it, it doesn't have the proper depth. Again, we want to check that now. It's going to be a big time hardship to try to make a correction to the depth of the koi pond when the, when the, when the koi pond is stocked with fish and winter is approaching, all right? So that's a failure point. And that's a milestone that we want to check during the construction of that koi pond. Confirm the pitch, the drainage, all right? Again, we don't want the koi pond to be um, up and running. And next thing you know, we're finding that water is running into our koi pond. Difficult to make these corrections later on. Example number four, confirm the liner is in one piece. I've seen some koi ponds out there where they've done a seam only to find out that the seam failed later and then the koi pond is leaking. Now, in order to correct that, you have to drain the koi pond, collect all the fish, and go through an, uh, an obstructive means to make that correction in the koi pond liner, especially if your specification on your project called for a one-piece liner. So again, my consultant is able to verify that it's one piece, all right? Example number five, confirm that the liner bulkhead is secure. Again, the bulkhead is where the liner comes up and it comes up to the surface and it starts connecting the actual landscape and, and some of the other um, features to the actual koi pond that goes underneath the water. Kind of a technical term, research that bulkhead. But bottom line is we want to make sure that that's done properly. So our koi pond is secured properly. All right. And example number six in this koi pond example, confirm again that the landscaping overall is pitched properly to, to, to discourage runoff when it rains or snows wherever you are located, making sure that we're not getting any extra runoff 
into the koi pond. And again, I used a consultant to help me make sure that everything was done as they built up the project. See, these things work from the bottom up as as they dug and then they went up through these different processes. All right. These milestones are things that we policed. Now, let's go to something that you may be more familiar with. Let's say you're doing a kitchen or bathroom renovation. You've torn, you tore out the walls. You're going to do new countertops, a new layout for your kitchen or bathroom. First thing that you, you might, want, might want to check with your contractor to make sure that you have good eyes on certain things to make sure that the studs or the floor joists are in good condition. The studs being those wood members that run vertically behind the walls. Are they in good condition? If they're in bad condition because of years of, let's say, leaks that have been occurring in your property or termites or any other degradation, if they're in bad condition, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Everything else on top of that will not work properly. So that's a that's a milestone. Demolition. All right. You want to check all of the conditions of your studs. Now, a good contractor will definitely let you know, hey, this is some in some bad condition. But I've been on some projects where the contractor was lacking and they were only looking to get into the project and get out. They weren't looking for the owner's best interest. All right. They were looking out for their pockets and not necessarily looking at producing the best product that they could produce. All right. So, again, the contract um, demolishes the demolition are the studs in good condition. All right. Now, let's say they don't take it all the way down to the studs. All right. Let's say that there's taken out, taken off some of the sub um, some of the flooring and, they, and, and on the floor, they have the sub flooring. Is the sub flooring in good condition? Is is it secured tight to the floor joists? All right. Or if you have concrete, is the concrete floor tight? See, this is going to be a problem. If you go back later and try to put down some type of floor covering, whether it be wood or ceramic tile, at a later date, your flooring or your ceramic tile could pop and start cracking because you had a substandard subfloor. So that is something that your consultant can help you with. They have methods to check is the subfloor of good condition. They can do an inspection. If there's a basement or you can inspect it from underneath, they can inspect it from underneath to make sure that it's in good condition. That's a milestone that your 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 consultant can help you with. All right. Next, plumbing or any other thing that's behind the walls. Are they in good condition? Condition. Um, I have a story where, you know, we recently purchased a new house and I had a consultant help me do the inspection. Now, the plumbing or the supply lines, they were secured per code. But my inspector said, you know what? We need to add some more hangers in this one area because it was doing a turn. The plumbing was doing a turn in the walls. And the consultant said, you know what? It's been my experience with this length of run of piping that when the pressure comes on, the pipe is going to move and start doing some knocking. And the next, the last thing you want is when you turn on the water to your faucet, your tub, what have you, and you're hearing this knocking behind the walls. And again, what I mentioned earlier, it's hard to make that correction once all your drywall is up. The last thing you want to do 
is to knock holes in your wall to try to re-secure a plumbing pipe that you could have done before the drywall got up. So that was a milestone. Check the plumbing before we put any drywall up. All right. Check your electrical. All right. And again, are your studs in good condition? We mentioned that before. Are your studs in good condition? Let's look at the walls. Let's say you're doing a big time remodeling and your specification calls for these um, studs to be 16 inches on center, but the local code calls for them to have a minimum of 24 inches on center. So your designer could have specified 16 inches on center for various reasons. But let's say your contractor missed that note and did the normal 24 inches on center. And then you move forward with the project and you find out that you have this large spacing. It's hard for you to put pictures up or secure, let's say, a TV on the wall because you have this large spacing in between your studs. See, it's hard again or almost, I wouldn't say impossible, but very intrusive to go back now and put in additional studs in your wall. You want to check this stuff out before you start putting up drywall. Again, this is a milestone and a simple kitchen or bathroom renovation. Now, when your drywall is going up and then you have your drywall finisher come in, right? So you have these segments of drywall and then in between each segment of drywall, there's a finisher to put up the tape and try to make everything smooth. Have someone take a detailed look at this. Why? Because if your drywall joints stink, your paint job is going to stink. You'll see all these waves in your wall. You want to make sure that your finisher is doing a good job when they're finishing the drywall joints. These are all things that require good inspection. And again, for pennies on a dollar, someone can help you out who's paid very inexpensively and inexpensively to make sure these things are done properly in these milestones. And again, how do you identify these things? You have your contractor produce a schedule and the milestones, your, your consultant can help you identify milestones for inspection. All right. And these things can be upfront in your project to say, Hey, that's an area where I want to inspect before you move on to any other construction and everyone is on the same page and you can get the perfect project that you want. Now, here's a hint. Your local inspector already has programmed into your project milestones. They call it a closing inspection. The contractor knows that before they can move on, there are certain things that need to be inspected behind the scenes. Now, again, this is an opportunity for your consultant to interact in your project but do not confuse inspection with your consultant. Your inspector, again, is only looking for code issues, not necessarily adherence to your project specification. All right. And again, that closed inspection, they're going to look at everything, the plumbing, the electrical, the mechanical, making sure everything is 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 good. Again, your inspector adds another layer of quality assurance to make sure things are done properly, all right? Now, once the drywall is installed, it's very difficult to make corrections to the plumbing, electrical, mechanical. You may even have some communications, cat six cables behind the wall. You wanna make sure all that stuff is done properly, hangers, etc. There's a lot of stuff behind the walls that need to be done correctly that create a functioning product 
Because bottom line is, you can have a real pretty looking project, but behind the walls, it can be crap, nonsense, a poor job, all right? We want to avoid that. Make sure we we really, 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 if there's anything I want to um, get past to you today is getting those milestones identified and getting all the stuff that's behind the walls or, 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 or things that you can't correct later, all right? Those things that you can't correct later that are difficult because if you have to go back and make those corrections, let's say two to three years down the line, this is one thing I want you to put in your mind. Cha-ching, money coming out of your project, all right? Money coming out of your project, coming out of your pocket, all right? It's all about quality assurance. Don't be a cheap miser. It makes no sense at all to spend 20K when you could have spent one more thousand to get a great job by hiring a consultant. And again, not all contractors are created equal. Some are out there to cut corners. Again, Stephen King's quote, the trust of the innocent is the liar's most useful tool. All right. Bottom line, if you are inexperienced in the area of construction, use a consultant. All right. If you don't want to use the word consultant, use the word auditor. You know, the IRS, for instance, we fill out our tax returns, hopefully every year, Internal Revenue Service. Every year we fill out our tax returns. But you know what? Every now and then, an auditor will look at your tax return and say, you know what? Is that person really filling out their tax return um, properly? All right. It's called trust, but verify. All right. There you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress, or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners and property owners who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to Build It Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more information, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Please, if you like what you hear at the Build It Coach, leave a review, preferably a great review, all right? The reviews really help us grow the show and reach more people who need help. Until next time, may your dream renovation project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.